thank you for listening to BJJ Brick Radio. We'll be bringing you Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and good times. We hope to flatten your Jiu-Jitsu learning curve, help you get the most out of your grappling ability, and meet your goals both on and off the mat. back again. This is Byron. This is Gary. And I'm Matt. Talking about Jiu-Jitsu today. We're going to be talking about uh, the gi versus no gi debate, kind of weighing in on that a little bit. Uh, should be interesting. We've got some, a little bit different views, I think. And uh, should be kind of fun. Uh, kind of was talking to Matt a little bit about, for me, Jiu-Jitsu has basically ruined action movies for me absolutely it's most action movies it's even the mma it's like yeah why doesn't he just kick him you know like leg kick what you know why didn't he double leg him you know there's no neck breaks still that from gary the neck breaks are my favorite uh you know you just see how easy it is in the movies to break somebody's neck with a little turn and uh boy i can put a rear naked choke on somebody as hard as possible and you know, no problems whatsoever. So yeah. it's a little woozy. Yeah, it's hard. The occasional good movie, I mean, will, will be more realistic, but it's just grab the guy or so, like Roadhouse. That's a perfect example. Is Roadhouse? It's like you watch Roadhouse, you're like, oh, that's terrible, you know. But I won't turn off Roadhouse. I'll go on my way to watch it. You know, I love Roadhouse. I think I've watched Roadhouse more than any other movie alive. Yeah. You know? Have you ever seen the deal on YouTube where it's every punch in Roadhouse in a minute and a half, and it's you know every punch to the face knocks everyone unconscious. It's, it's amazing. I've just never been to a bar where people go into a bar with knives taped to their boots. You know, and I'm staying away from any bar. You know, have you been to that place? <laughs> the Double Deuce, <laughs> just outside of KC. Uh, that's not a good bar to go to. Unless you're really, really skilled. Yeah. And a little bit of everything. A little Karate bit of world champion. champion. Yeah. yeah. And you bring a, and you roll deep going into that bar with, uh, you know, five or six of your friends. Absolutely. <laughs> go to, uh, what should we call it? Go to the Kumite. Yeah, you know yeah. that was that was one of my that's like the first mixed martial arts movie, right? That was great. Other than Bruce Lee and his arm bars and all his, his great yeah. philosophy, but but the Kumite was great. It was style versus style. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember they had the Muay Thai guy. They uh, did they have a I don't remember a jujitsu guy. No, okay, that they was, had the monkey guy. Yeah, for some yeah, the reason, monkey guy. Yeah, no yeah. reason whatsoever. The guy jumped around like a monkey. I don't know if that's a martial art. But, you know, yeah, but, you know, some of those roles he did, you know, the very first things you learn in, you know, jiu-jitsu. So, uh, but, yeah, it's it's funny. I guarantee if they did one today with a population of, with a popularity of MMA and jiu-jitsu, they would definitely have a jiu-jitsu guy in there. They would definitely have a, you know, a boxer. They'd have a wrestler in there, which I don't remember a wrestler in that one either. No. So. I got to say, I have no idea what movie you're talking about. You've never seen Bloodsport? Well, we know what Byron's going to do tonight. Yep. <laughs> you can't, we're going to make you watch it. It's such a great movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know? Okay. Yeah, I've, seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of his movies, but I, never, I don't know this if I've is, seen Bloodsport. This is his best one. Better Absolutely. than Kickboxer. I've Absolutely. seen Kickboxer. Yep. Is it Lionheart? Lionheart. Lionheart was kind of, you know, like the early UFC, early pre-UFC, yeah. the, the fight clubs. But uh, Kumite is uh, what started it all. 
Kumite or Bloodsport? That's Bloodsport, but it's the same thing. They, they call it a Kumite. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. Can't go wrong with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I'm missing out. <laughs> uh, Gary's got a quote of the week for us here. Yeah, definitely uh, a good quote I saw the other day. Um, uh, basically, keep your friends close, but your elbows closer. You know, and that is uh, so true in in the grappling arts there. Yeah, because you're going to be rolling with your friend, and if your friend gets closer to you than your elbow, then you you're in trouble. I mean, it's a funny quote. You're in trouble. It's, it's but unknown it's, who said it. It's a funny quote, but it is so true. You know, uh, you always want to keep your elbows in. Anytime your elbows come out, you know, you're susceptible to any kind of drag. You're susceptible to Camorras. Uh, so uh, your elbows leave your body, you're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I always yell that at the new guys. Elbows in, elbows in, T-Rex arms, you know. Because <laughs> they got to yeah. be tied to your body because otherwise I'm going to flare them and try them again, you know. I remember back in the day when I first started jujitsu, and I was training with Byron all the time, and I'd always get Byron's guard, and I would always get armbarred. Constantly, I'd go home at night, and I'd put a bag of peas on my elbows because, uh, you know, I was too much of an ego early in my game to tap that quick, and Byron had a big smile on my, his face because he'd always <laughs> give me the same move, the armbar from the guard. One and, move. And then I remember one time, uh, Jason Bircher was back in town, and he told me, Gary, T-Rex arms, so... Uh, and as soon as he told me that, you know, I can't believe that I didn't realize it, but I was always reaching out towards Byron's neck, and as soon as uh, Jason told me T-Rex arms, it really uh, helped me a lot. So I'll, I'll never forget. That arm bar, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not back then, there weren't any triangles. <laughs> I had only one move, and, and, and it and I had, that day. <laughs> yeah. Byron had one, and I had zero. So, uh... <laughs> oh, that's funny. I've got, we don't have an article this week, we have a video that we recommend watching. I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's from the ADCC uh, 2013. It's a breakdown of uh, Cobrina's leg drag. The guy does a real good job of kind of slowing it down, and he goes over it a few times about how he, he'll attempt to pass once, and then the guy will recover, and then he alters his pass slightly the second time around and, and gets the pass. And that's what yeah, you don't get much better than Cabrinha. He's, you know, he won it this year. And he's you know, won eight times or something ridiculous like that. Even without the gi and in the gi, he's amazing. And I really just like in the video of, you know, as Byron was saying earlier, it's really a 15 second clip of the video, um, you know, on a six minute uh, little video. And uh, 15 second clips, you know, turn into six minutes, but he really breaks it down. He explains what Cabrina's doing. And uh, boy, it's, it's kind of eye opening. I really, I really. Really like to watch that, and I think I, I learned this from, from watching it. There. Yeah, he he mentioned stuff I know I would have missed about while he's passing where his where his hand goes, and and then um, he gets on the guy's back, and the guy gets up, and he breaks that down too. It, it's pretty neat how the guy escapes. You don't see that uh, backward roll escape uh, when somebody's got your back at that high level. It's uh, it's not easy to get out, and uh, that backward roll escape was. Uh, Something else. Something he probably worked on, obviously. But it's, it was to watch somebody get somebody like Cabrini off their back is always impressive. You always think they're done for as soon as they get those hooks. No? Yeah, that was crazy. We'll put a uh, link to that on the, on the notes. You can check that out easy, but if you just Google Cabrini 2013 breakdown, you should be able to find it. Um, it's on the leg drag. 
Definitely watch it. it. It'll be worth your time. For the gi, no gi debate, I train, I think I'm about 50-50. I mean, any night that I could train, I do, whether I'm packing a gi in the bag or I'm not. Uh, I know Gary is a no gi guy predominantly. I'm a no gi guy predominantly. Uh, haven't trained gi in probably, you know, six months to a year. And Matt, where do you I go? Fall I go spectrum? back and forth. I prefer the gi, but I like no gi because you can do a lot more leg locks. You know, it opens up a little bit. As a pure sport, I always my always analogy is like basketball. It's either two on two, fast, quick basketball, or it's full court, five on five. That's what the gi is. It's you know, there's more to it. It's more complicated. It's slower. Whereas two on two basketball, half court, it's just explosive. You know. I love that analogy. I've never heard that before, um, but that really is so true. And, uh, uh, you know, I always used to say, uh, you know, no gi was a little bit faster and, uh, you know, gi was a little bit slower, but with so many more options. And, and that is so true, you know, two on two versus five on five. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that from you, Matt. Absolutely. Being a basketball guy, you'll, <laughs> yeah, I don't it comes really... be- it's better coming out of your mouth because I don't play ball sports. <laughs> I think you're talking about the, Shooting the hoops. <laughs> Shooting the hoops. Shooting the hoops is what they're and a the, the number of players on the on the rink. <laughs> Not only Byron had to watch a blood sport, but now we're gonna make him watch a basketball game. <laughs> I watch a little bit of college ball, but not much. So we got a little bit already. We got Matt that likes prefers the gi, but does both. I I don't really mind either one. And Gary, I'm a no gi guy. guy. So that's good. I. One of the big things with the gi is it is tough to get out of situations, whether it be a position or a submission. Uh, the guy's got good holds on you, and you're not just going to squirm to get out. You have to technically get out a lot of times. And, you know, me not me preferring no gi now, I did start with a gi background. And I really see the big difference, you know, when I do put the gi back on. Somebody has my back and, you know, gets a hold of my lapels and, you know, I'm in trouble. It's, uh, you know, so many more dangerous positions I can get put in without the gi. And and I am glad that I did start with a gi background. I think it's helped my no-gi game, but I really think it made me much more technical. Uh, I have to be so much more precise on my escapes. And if I didn't spend the time in the gi, I don't think I would be as far along the road as I am right now. I'm, I, my only problem is my no-gi game is completely different than my gi game. I'm an open guard player, spider guard. I've use a, like been using a lot of lapels. And, yeah, that doesn't translate at all to no-gi, you know? So no-gi, I'm more of a half guard and, you know, high guard. Not really rubber guard, but high guard sort of thing. But it's just the way it is right now, you know? I mean, maybe my open guard game will evolve to... Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. You know, I, I don't have that good wrist control where I can hold their arms and use my spider. So that's rough, man. I mean, that, that, my, I look at my game and it, it, I don't do a lot with the lapels, but I like to hold it. And and I and I I don't play a no gi game with a gi on. I do use the gi, but um, most of my no gi moves will work well with the gi. And uh, you know, I like arming guillotines and triangles and. All my guard passes, I don't need the gi for. Which I know uh, there's good guard passes where I could use the gi, but it's just hard to train several times a week and switch and and really get to drill that 
I need to learn. It takes me a few months to kind of pick up and, and get a pass hammered in to where I'm comfortable with it. So, and you know, yeah, I I'm uh, kind of like what you were saying there. I use the same game, you know, no gi and gi, and I think I kind of throw people off. Uh, I don't really grab for the lapel. I don't grab the uh, material around the wrist. I grab the wrist, <laughs> you know. So you know, I'm always trying to finish with kimuras, uh, you know, uh, guillotines, uh, arm bars, uh, triangles. Uh, I can't remember the last time I've actually finished anybody with a collar choke, and uh, so I don't have. I, I, I really do think I throw people off. They're not used to seeing somebody not grabbing there, and uh, kind of messes messes their game up. Maybe uh, I'm not sure what happens, but uh, it's a it's a strange transition when I do put the gi on. I like the no gi part because it's you know I wrestled when I was a little kid. And it feels natural, you know. I can hit a switch a lot easier without that gi on. Some of that stuff I do from turtle guard, it just, it flows a lot better without the gi on. You don't have to worry about your neck so much. You're not going to get caught on a lapel or something. But the open guard stuff is just completely useless in no gi, you know. that's It's tough, yeah. But I, I play half guard, so that's what we do. You know, I play half guard, work with the butterflies. But I don't know, maybe I should try that more in the gi. I definitely play half guard in the gi, but... Not, you don't look for it as No, much. I don't look for it. I just get stuck there. That's what happens. <laughs> so with your, I mean, Gary's hard to hold down with the, I mean, I don't roll with you with a lot with the gi, but um, without the gi, you get side control, and he's usually, he's usually gone. I mean, that's kind of, kind of tough to hold on to you, it seems like, but put a gi on, and it might, might be a little funner for me to get side control, I think, but it works so hard to get that pass, and then. You just get up and you, you're gone. It, it definitely is that way. And, um, you know, even though I'm normally a no-gi person, is, uh, I would train with Byron every now and then on, on Friday nights. Uh, and we would uh, put the gi on and, and work whatever Byron was working on at that point. And uh, we'd, afterwards, we'd roll position a lot. And it, it would be funny. Byron would put me in side control and... And I'd be like, well, I'm not getting out. <laughs> Where before, I'd grab the underhook, pop up to my knees, uh, you know, shoot a single, and uh, I'd be back on top. But it was uh, much different. And, uh, you know, and, and I know every time I do cross over, it's much different. But I just try to keep it in my head that, you know, I when I do switch, I, I try not to make it seem like I'm it's going to be harder for me. Yeah. You know, if I do that, and, and I hear people say all the time, I can't wait to get Gary in a gi, and, and I'm like, you know, I'm a little cocky. You don't want me in the gi. You know, I I still can roll in the I'm gi. I'm still going to choke you. It yeah. doesn't matter if I have your lapel or not. Yeah, I can roll in the gi and no gi, and, you know, I'm definitely better no gi, but, uh, you know, I've rolled with a lot of high-level guys and um, rolling no gi, or rolling gi, and, uh, uh, you know, they put me in a lot of bad positions, but... I think I've seen a lot and rolled with a lot of really good guys. It helps my game, you know, when I do put the jacket on. So when when you got when you have a student or a, a person who does kind of deciding, you know, do I want to focus on gi or I want to focus on no gi? What kind of thought process should be in, entered into their head? I, I guess. I mean, is one easier to, to learn or is one? Um, I guess you know you want to do what's funner, maybe, or you want to if you got a competition coming up, you'd focus more towards that. I I really think that I I really think that it's very important to start out with a gi. 
Um, you know, even though I'm a no-gi guy, I think the gi game is so much more technical and will make you a better grappler in the long run. And even if somebody does just want to do MMA in the future, I still think that, uh, you know, you're best, you know, starting off with, with the gi. I'm, I'm the same way. I like, I think you should start with the gi, you know. You learn all those things that they can do with your lapel, and then I think you're just more prepared later on down the road. And I'm kind of doing a disservice to myself that I haven't really put on a gi in, you know, six months to a year. And I wish I could tell you the exact day, how long it's been. But, <laughs> uh, he rolls all the time, but just without a gi. But really, every time I do put a gi on, it definitely helps my game. It's, uh, you know, refreshing sometimes just to put it on and uh, find myself in danger a lot more. And, you know, I've got to work my defense a lot more. But it, I've got to be so technical. It keeps my skills sharp. And, and really, uh, I kind of like what Byron was saying earlier before the show where, you know, it doesn't matter. He'll roll. You know, he tries to roll, you know, both of them. Whatever. If he can, if there's a class one night that's a gi class, he's there. You know, if the next night it's a no gi class, he's there. You know, every chance he can get, it doesn't matter. And, and I think I do do a disservice to myself uh, by not, you know, putting the gi on as much, you know. I have a gi in the car if you want to wear one today, Gary. I think we'll stick with that. <laughs> I didn't bring my gi today. I didn't even ask. Uh, I got gi pants. There you go. That's, that's a start. <laughs> but when you compete, you almost always end up doing both. Because if you're going to drive to Oklahoma City or Tulsa or Dallas, you want as many matches as you can get. So, you know, you may focus on one. Oh, I'm going to practice. I really want to do well in gi. But you're gonna do no gi too, because it's an extra ten bucks, and you drove two hours. You know, and you don't want, yeah, you want to have. If it gets you two more matches, yeah. it gets you two more matches. Yep. Yeah, definitely get your money's worth. And you know, another big thing is uh, promotions. You know, you stick with no gi, and I've got people who've trained half the amount of time I have who are higher belts than me. You know, so you know if you want to get your black belt, or you you got to train the gi, and uh, you know, and you know, someday I hope to become a black belt, so I, I have to have to get that gi back on. Yeah, there's no no real belt system without the gi. But I mean, there could be, but yeah, any problem? Yeah, yeah. Get your rubber guard black belt. You know, tenth planet. There I don't play rubber guard though. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. There's nothing wrong with it. It just it's not what I do. So, what other differences or likes or dislikes do you guys? You know, see versus gi versus no gi or or anything of that sort. I just try to get away from the idea that they're a lot different, um, and they are they are different. But if you're going to gi class every day and you're having a great time, and then you your schedule changes and you you're not open on both the gi nights or whatever, go to the no gi class. You know, it may be a little adjusting, but if you like gi, you'll like no gi. And if you like no gi, you'll have fun in the gi. I mean, they're so similar that uh, you'll be able to enjoy them both, I think. I mean, grappling's grappling. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all fun. You're still it's doing just different, different you know? Yeah. yeah it's you're just not, different. Yeah, like Matt said, grappling's grappling. It's really, the, most of the stuff are the same. You know, there's going to be a couple different holds and, you know, submissions, uh, but. Hey, just get on the mat, you know, and, and either way, you're going to have fun. So uh, we kind of talked a little bit about there's a lot of gi-specific moves. 
and there's some some moves that work a lot better without the gi, and that are illegal, I guess, when you put the gi on. Um, what what are some good, like like for me, I try to focus on moves that are good on both, um, like guillotines, triangles, get on on the back, and then you know I'm not real good at the lapel chokes from the back, but you know I'm fairly comfortable doing just the, like the rear naked style chokes or whatever. But um, any other moves you guys know that work both, they both work good. A butterfly guard works really well. Yeah. Half guard translates really good. Uh, it, like I said, there's some stuff you just can't do in the gi with the rules, you know. I can't calf crank anybody because I'm only a blue belt. But no gi I can, you know. So that's why you do them both. That way you can play with both of them, you know. And I think, uh, you know, Kimura's going uh, to translate both ways. Arm bars are going to translate both ways. Yeah. Uh, and uh, triangles. Uh, and uh, really that's what my game is made up of. My game is made up of submissions that go both ways and and like Byron was saying too my lapel chokes are are not very good and uh, <laughs> if I get your back I'm looking for a you know a rear naked choke or I'm looking uh, for an arm bar uh, you know I'm not a uh, I get mild I'm looking for you to pop up to your side hit an arm bar hit an Americana hit a Kimura I'm not looking for the X choke or yeah Gary Gary's mouth he's looking for my my head <laughs> he's gonna guillotine me guillotine he's gonna guillotine me <laughs> I should have got up before he had it in game now. So that's, I mean, it's okay to just train one, I guess. But um, if you get more training opportunities doing both, I think anybody would recommend taking taking that opportunity to do both. I mean, a gi, 150 bucks, you can get a decent gi. Get in there, get your butt kicked for a month or two with the gi, and then you, you, you adapt, and it's basically the same thing. But you just have to watch a few different things. Yeah. And I will tell you, and I kind of learned the hard way, Buy a decent gi right off the bat. Uh, you know, it's it's brutally hot here in Wichita, Kansas, and and I bought a uh, uh, less expensive, really durable gi. Um, <laughs> but in the middle of the summer, after one roll, I'd have heat exhaustion. Yeah. So everyone um, knows who a Howard is, don't yeah. you? Know we all know the Howard, yeah. the horse blankets that they are. Yeah. Hey, I will like tell you, you can't like them, can't wear them out. Yeah. I've had them for over ten years, yep. and, and both my Howards are in great shape. Well, you don't wear them much either, but <laughs> I used to, Byron. The I Howard, the Howard gi pants are like jeans, and I kind of like those. It's hard to get grips on them, right? Yeah, and then uh, the rip stop, it just feels like I'm wearing like a real thin paper. Yeah, almost like a. You ever wear Tyvex? No, I don't even know what that is. That's uh, something you wear when you paint and stuff like that. It's, uh. Well, what I was like, the one thing I did like about my Howard, though, is uh, so hard to choke somebody. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, I, guess if, I guess if I put the gi on for a tournament, I should just wear my Howard. Probably that way, the lapel's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because nobody can bend it. Yeah. And that, a lot of MMA guys don't even own a gi, which I'm not going to tell guys to go out and buy a gi. But it, if you think about it, if you're an MMA guy and you've got like a great boxer in the t- in the city, you're gonna buy some boxing gloves. You're gonna get in the ring and you're gonna do some boxing. If if all the best grapplers have gis on on Monday evening and you're in there rolling around on the ground with a guy who is doesn't have much skill, you're better off getting a gi, getting in there with the best grapplers you could find, and and rolling with those guys. That's kind of I mean, that's one of the best reasons I could think for a. a gra- uh, MMA guy to, to get a gi and to, to train with some of the better grapplers around. That is a great point. Uh, the better people you can train with, and normally the best grapplers are wearing the gi. And uh, if you want to get better, put the gi on. And 
you're you're going to get better. Your defense is going to get better, you know, just from as many times as you're going to get tapped out, you know, is not being able to use use sweat to get out of arm bars uh, mm-hmm. when that person's got a hold of your your uh, wrist and your elbow there, uh, the fabric. You're not going to get out. Yeah. Guard passing, uh, same thing. You know, it's uh, they can grab your pants and pin you down to the ground, and uh, that's just going to have to make you use your hips so much more. Uh, and uh, can't go wrong with it. Yeah, it's not up to the to the guy in the gi to help go help the MMA guy become a better grappler out of his element. You know, if you're trying to become a professional athlete, take off. You know, go find the guys that can help you and, and, and roll with those guys or, or box with those guys or whatever. You, know, you always see the real high level guys, George St. Pierre. Everybody says that, but he trains in a gi. You yeah. know, most of those guys do it. Some, you know, not all of them. A lot of MMA is wrestling, so you know. If you've got great wrestlers around you, sure. But if you, you know, if you're a jiu-jitsu fighter, you probably ought to train in the gi. You know, if you're going to be looking for submissions, that's probably where you start. You know, the one excuse I hear that always drives me crazy is, um, you know, you put the gi on, and I hear people, especially new people, all the time say it's not realistic. You know, and and realistic. Uh, you know, if you're getting in a fight on the street, half the time you're, you know, in the in the during the year, you're wearing a jacket or a sweatshirt, mm-hmm. and uh, your jacket or your sweatshirt, your your collar right there. And, uh, you know, so I think it's very applicable to, uh, you know, regular uh, self-defense in the street, and it's just going to make you a more well-rounded grappler. Yeah. I think in the military, they train in the ECUs, don't they? Yeah. You know, in yep. the combative, so... There's a collar there. I'm, you're probably not going to lapel choke somebody, but, you know. I'm sure somebody can pull it off. Yeah. 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 Somebody's going to throw you by your lapel, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've had people choke me out with T-shirts before, um, you know, reaching inside the collar there. So, I mean, you can do it. Depends on the brand of T-shirt you have. <laughs> so, overall, Gary? I'm still a Nogi guy. It's always my favorite. I, You know, it's always going to be my favorite. But I really think you need to start with the gi. I think the gi will make you better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm a, I do what you like to do, but I tell you what, if you like one over the other and you really dislike, if you dislike that gi or dislike the no gi, give it a fair chance because you'll probably end up liking it. I like them both. You know, I just like the rules better on one. You know, I love leg locks. If I could do them in the pants, I'd do them all the time. But the rules are the rules, so you're kind of stuck with them, you know. And that's the key, like we said earlier, grappling is grappling. You know, give them both a try. You're probably going to like both of them. But whatever you end up doing, just make sure you're having fun. And that's the key right there. It's all fun. That's all right. You know, because if you got Wednesday night open and Wednesday's Nogi, go do Nogi. Because just you know, right. go train, that's, you know. Yeah. Hey, guys, swing by and like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash bjjbrick. Uh, we have a lot of fun on there. If you want to email us, bjjbrick at gmail.com here's a little clip from our next episode like when splinting a fracture rule of thumb always splint like above and below the bone above and below that fracture site so that just kind of immobilizes you're immobilizing it is what you're doing you don't want it moving I mean you're you're, you're, you're making it to where you could go somewhere to get help yeah I think that's going to be a very good episode a lot to learn about when somebody gets injured on the mats, uh, what to do and what not to do. I think everybody should listen to that one. I want to thank everybody who has given us a five-star review 
really means a lot to us and helps us out. We enjoy reading those. Well, we're here at Gary's house. We're going to go roll out the mats and get some, get some time on, on the mats here. Time to roll a little nogi. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even ask him because remember my gi. <laughs> he, he knows better. He's coming over to my house. So, well, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week, and we'll see, we'll see you in another week. Thank you for listening. I hope you find the time today to roll. After all, the best way to get better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.